Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, a winning card on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Add the three days together. I make 5.2981 units, and I'm a happy camper. That helps ease the pain a little bit from that dreadful Friday that I had. So I rarely declare a winner before the game is over, but I have a George Kittle ticket over 47 and a half yards receiving. He got 91 yards receiving in the first quarter. So we're going to check that one off a little early here and declare that one a winner. So let's recap the three days and see how we got to profit. In college football, hey, 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 I finally had a winning day. I go four and three there. Nothing to write home about, but hey, it was profit, and I'll take that after a tough bowl season so far. Maybe, just maybe, that'll get the ship turned around. College basketball, I lose the juice there. I go two and two. Twitter vote goes one and oh, so thank you for the votes, and thank you for the winner on the Xavier Musketeers. Coin flip, I lose the juice there. I go one and one, and I guess true to form here, I cash in the NBA, lose in the NHL, and if you look in the show notes, it's a quarter. I don't know how I win in one and lose in the other, but it's been fairly consistent here of late. I'm making money in the NBA, losing money in the NHL. Prop bets in the NFL, I go six and three. Note to oneself, it's a bad idea to fade Joe Flacco. I think he beat me in the first half. That was not a whole lot of fun. NFL handicap goes two and one. I cash in the Falcons and the Bears. Got some notes on this one. Have to laugh. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, he beat me yet again. I think his agent needs to contact me and request I fade him the next two games. If I do that, he's probably a pro bowler because what a year he's having and not a good year for me to decide to fade him. I had the Jaguars and lost that ticket on Sunday. NFL home underdogs go four and two. I cash on the Steelers, the Chargers, the Titans, and the Panthers. I lose the one I wanted the most. That was my purple, the Minnesota Vikings. So congrats to Detroit. I doubted you all season long, but the Motor City Kitties have finally won their first division in 30 years. So to all the Detroit fans out there, congrats to you. It's been a long time coming, but you got the job done, and I tip my cap to you. The other NFL home underdog that I lost on, the Houston Texans, they got crushed. First quarter unders, I don't like them, but I bet them. They go eight and seven for me. But because of the terrible juice, I still lose money at eight and seven. I lose 0.6409 units on those first quarter unders. So before we get to the light card for Tuesday, no college basketball on the docket. I have three college football bowl games 
and two coin flips. Let's just do a status check of where we sit right now in the National Football League after 16 weeks here on this podcast. There's good and there's bad. I'll start with the positive. NFL prop bets have been really kind to me this year. I'm 138 and 100. That's 57.9%. So I'm currently up 23.9965 units year to date. So even if I were to fall on my face in the final two weeks, I should be guaranteed profit with those prop bets. I'm still not close to my record back in 2021 when I hit 62.8%, but it's a whole lot better than last year on the prop bets for me. NFL size, a little bit of a different story here. So, so, so far, 37 and 33 year to date. That's 52.8%. So I'm eking out just a little bit of profit, up 0.6367 units year to date. 2021, I hit 57.7%. 2022, of course, on this podcast, my record year at 60.2%. Nowhere close to that this year. I'm going to be scratching and clawing for a profitable year the final two weeks there will tell the story. NFL home underdogs, I compared it to the S&P 500. Well, this year's probably not going to be profitable for me, though. The system play there with the NFL home underdogs is 46 and 45 year to date. So, yeah, above 500 at 50.5%, but not able to overcome the juice there. I'm down 3.1817 units year to date. And it's going to be an uphill battle. There's only two NFL home underdogs, I believe, in Week 17. So I'm going to need some volume in Week 18 to have any chance even to get to profit. NFL miscellaneous bets, a lot of my mistakes here. Not a good year. Low volume. I touched some totals. I lost money, so I stopped. I'm 5-8, and 38.5%, down 3.5636 units. Then the system play, the first quarter unders. I would be profitable... Had I had a system play the first half unders, but I made the mistake of doing the first quarter unders. I've retired the system. I will never, ever do it again. I'm playing it out to the end of the year because it was a system play. Oh, boy. Yeah, 114 and 121, 48.5%. And put the earmuffs on for this one. I am down 17.5905 units. Oh, painful, dreadful. I hate the juice on those first quarter unders. It's just been terrible. Uh, And once again, I will never do that again. That was a good learning lesson, and I won't touch it. So now, let's get to the card for Tuesday. I'm excited about the first game. It's the afternoon game. It's the one that everyone was talking about at the Christmas party. It's the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. It's my Minnesota Golden Gophers, minus the three and a half against Bowling Green. So thanks to academics. Yes, they still go to class in Minnesota. The Golden Gophers qualified for this game after a disappointing 5-7 and seven season. They lost their final four games of the year. They lost their starting quarterback to the portal. Then they lost their defensive coordinator to Michigan State. That was not good either. Bowling Green, on the other hand, they finished 7-5 and five in the season. They played tough against a good Toledo team, losing by just one. They ran for 6.2 yards per carry this year against an undefeated Liberty. The Falcons were also tough against the pass, ranking 23rd in the nation. Bowling Green has an above-average defense. They actually gave up just 14 points in the first half at Michigan. They held the Wolverines for the game to just 15 first downs and 312 yards of total offense. I know a ton of teams in the Big Ten that would love to have had numbers like that against Michigan. On the Minnesota side, we have an interesting storyline here. 
its fifth-year senior, Cole Kramer, making his ever first-ever start for the Golden Gophers. He and his fiance they already have the U-Haul packed for a sales job in Arizona starting in January. But he was nice enough to stick around to help out the Gophers in this game. He grew up in Minnesota, so he's actually getting the start. is kind of a dream come true for him. P.J. Fleck, he's been good in bowl games as the head coach of the Golden Gophers. He's 4-0, including winning this game back in 2018. And Minnesota actually has the revenge angle against Bowling Green in 2021 as a 30-and-a-half-point underdog. Bowling Green came into Minnesota and upset the Gophers 14-10. Minnesota won nine games that year, so Bowling Green actually kept the Golden Gophers from a 10-win season. You add in that 5-7 and seven record chip on the shoulder that the Golden Gophers have. Everyone's been talking trash against them. I think Minnesota wins and covers this one. So give me the Minnesota Golden Gophers, minus the 3.5, over Bowling Green in the Quick Lane Bowl. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Next up on the card, we go to the First Responders Bowl in Dallas, Texas. It's Rice plus the three and a half against Texas State. So this might be one of the more enjoyable bowl games. Both teams have the majority of their rosters available with limited opt-outs. Rice averaged 30.2 points per game. Texas State averaged 32.3 points per game. So we will see some points on the scoreboard, I would think. Texas State went 7-5 and five during the season. First winning season since 2014. First ever bowl game and was the first season under new head coach. G.J. Klein. He's going to be a good one. I don't have a pulse on this team, though. All season long, they were a puzzle to me. I backed them, and then they would lose 73-31, to 31, or excuse me, 77-31 to 31 against Arkansas State. Then I bet against them, and they actually upset South Alabama 52-44. to 44. So they were a head-scratcher type of team for me. Meanwhile, Rice went 6-6 six and six this year. They're making their second consecutive bowl game appearance after losing last year to Southern Miss. Both teams played UTSA this year. Texas State lost by 7. Rice lost by 20. The Sun Belt finally got a couple against the spread winners on Saturday with Georgia State and South Alabama. But the ship sailed for me on the Sun Belt. I know this one should be a high-scoring game, but I'm not going to lay the points with the Sun Belt team. I think Rice has the better defense, so give me the Owls of Rice plus the three and a half over Texas State in the first responders bowl in Dallas. Next up on the card, it's the guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm going to back UNLV plus the 13 and a half over Kansas. So it is the eighth bowl appearance since 1975 for Kansas. 
Not a great history. Fifth bowl appearance for UNLV since 1979 and their first since 2014. So once again, not a storied program. This should be another entertaining game, though, with a total of 67.5 posted. Kansas went 8-4 and four on this season. They averaged 33.6 points per game, but they did lose their offensive coordinator to Penn State in the offseason here, and they had a couple key player opt-outs for this game. UNLV, on the other hand, went 9-4 and four during the regular season. They averaged 34.3 points per game. The running Rebels have issues on defense, though. They gave up a ton of yards in the air this season. They allowed 37 points to San Jose State and 44 points to Boise State in their final two games of the year. The Jayhawks ranked 22nd in the computer numbers this season. UNLV ranked only 74th. I bet against UNLV a ton this year. I lost until recently. I'm seeing a ton of running Rebel fans say that they expect Kansas to win and cover the number. Looks like they lost a little faith after that 44-20 loss to Boise State. But I believe that they will be re-energized to finish the season on a positive note. So I'm going to grab the points here. Give me the running Rebels of UNLV plus the 13.5 over Kansas at the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Next up on the card, it's coin flip time. We go to the NBA. I selected the Orlando Magic at the Washington Wizards. Posted total of 237. Tails it is. I'm on the under 237 between the Magic and the Wizards. Then on the Frozen Pond, where I don't ever seem to win, I selected the Washington Capitals at the New York Rangers. Total of six in this one. Heads it is. I'm on the over six between the Capitals and the Rangers. So let's recap my card for a Tuesday. Can I make it back-to-back winning days? Well, we'll find out. In the Quick Lane Bowl, I'm on Minnesota. Sky Yuma, minus the three and a half over Bowling Green. In the First Responders Bowl, I'm on Rice, plus the three and a half against Texas State. In the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, I'm on UNLV, plus the 13 and a half against Kansas. In the NBA, I'm on the Magic and the Wizards, under the 237. Then on the Frozen Pond, I'm on the Capitals and the Rangers over the six. So that's my card for a Tuesday. As always, everyone, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.